Her first day officially flying bomber planes just might be her last. Tanker 5-3, and I'm talking to you, Jilly. Abort. I say again, abort. Alter course northward and climb. The wind gusts are too strong. The voice came through the radio. Their lead plane pilot, Neil Beck Beckett, and he sounded just on the edge of furious. If she could, Jilly would shut the radio off. Having their lead plane pilot, Beck, bellowing in her headphones did nothing for her focus as she held her course into the canyon. Her flaps extended, aiming directly for the road. Nobody died today. Not if she could rescue them. Best case scenario, Air Command grounded her. But if her smoke jumpers survived, she'd gladly spend the rest of the summer turning a wrench and gassing tankers at the Ember Firebase home of the Jude County Wildland Firefighters. Jilly toggled the radio switch. No go, lead four. I'm already in the neighborhood. You're going to kill us, Jared, her co-pilot, snapped. Just because you've been flying smoke jumpers around for years doesn't mean you can handle a bomber. No, I'm not. Except during the last pass she'd taken, searching for the road Reuben had frantically described, The superheated wind roiling out of the canyon had nearly flipped the plane. She'd barely missed trees as she pitched the plane up, fighting the washboard turbulence that seemed strong enough to rattle the teeth from her mouth. When they hit the blue sky, her heart restarted. Now as she banked, headed around for another run, Jared used a word her pastor father wouldn't approve of and actually made a grab for the controls. You've got to be kidding me. Those are my jumpers down there. You know, these wings could rip right off. I've seen it happen. This old Russian Annie is a tin can of rivets and patches. If we go down there again, we die. If we don't, our friends die, she said, her voice tight. We've already had too many close calls this summer. She didn't bring up the tragedy from last fall, the one that killed seven smoke jumpers. The price of living in a wildland firefighting town, you grew up with and knew the people who put their lives on the line. Friends who died gruesome, horrific deaths when the flames trapped them. She might not be a smoke jumper, but it didn't mean she wasn't down there with her team. She'd dropped them off, and she planned on getting them all back in one piece. Stop and think for a second before you get us killed, Jared snarled finally fighting on her team to control the plane as it bucked and kicked its way into the canyon. What are you trying to prove? That was a question for a different day. But even if she hadn't made it as a jumper, she did possess one talent that might keep her friends alive. She wasn't afraid to fly into what felt like hell to save the people she loved. I'm going to bring us along the edge, then bank right. Use the left rudder and slide slip down into the canyon. That way, we'll avoid the gusts coming from the center of the fire. Then I'll bank hard again and release the load. Roll right, and we'll fly out back over the ridge. Okay? She didn't look at Jared. Her gaze instead on the 50-plus foot trees near the summit of the ridge. They crowned with brilliant red flame, the fire most definitely having jumped the service road. Heat enveloped the plane, the smoke black, blinding. 
The controls of the old Russian tanker shimmied in her grip as she forced the plane through the ridgeline updrafts. Jared's words flashed in her brain. She'd seen bombers, especially the old DC-6s, come apart under the violent gusts of a fire, and Jared was right. The 40-year-old plane had seen better years. The world's largest single-engine biplane, the Annie was made to survive in the Siberian wilderness. But it was all they had, and frankly, she would have flapped her arms carrying a bucket of water if it meant saving lives. Jilly, clearly you're not listening, Beck snapped over the radio. But you're flying blind up there. Let me help you. I'll tell you when to release. She found his little lead plane, an OV-10 Bronco, off her right side. She could nearly make him out in the observation canopy, probably glaring at her.